they have a fear they're going to die from the from the from this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. They have a they, they they're envisioning out death while we're all here envisioning life. Because we we our faith is in the living. Their faith is in the dead, which was in fear. Does that, that make sense? Because yeah. fear is negative faith. It's simply what it is. I like this point. So fear of the law will keep you, but love will propel you. Yes. Yes. Fear, fear of the law will keep you from doing wrong. Love will keep you doing right. You know, Say that again. Fear of the law will keep you from doing what's wrong. But love of the Lord will keep you doing what's right. In the in that positive. Yep. That you'll, that you'll actively want to seek this out. Because remember, the, the, in um, let's see, first or second Peter, it's just on my, my phone. And it was talking about all these aspects that you want to go into. It says you, then it'll say like, uh, uh, um, it said a couple different places, but I'm trying to do this off of memory. It'll say, Discipline will uh, lead you into holiness. Holiness will lead you into godliness. Godliness will lead you into in, into uh, uh, brotherly love, and brotherly love, will, you know, and, and it's all this, these steps into where you're taking these these processes through, and these processes come through loving the Lord, going in the right direction, and having faith in where you're going. Because if you don't have faith that you have to live out uh, live out this discipline. Because discipline comes from faith uh, because discipline is difficult. Discipline means you have to change and, and take a, 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 a strict control on your life. And you won't do that if you don't have faith in what the end result is going to be from that. That's why most people can't stay on a diet. That they can't stay disciplined for a diet because they lose faith in where that's leading them. If they truly believed at the end of the end of this diet, that I that I'm going to look the way I want to look, and I'm going to be that way, they would stay disciplined to it. And if they loved that picture, that the picture of where they're going, they would stay disciplined to it. You know? I, I see. I'm thinking of like an example of like the fear of the law will keep you. So the fear of consequences, right? Yeah. Okay. So if if I said, well, I'm not going to say this ugly thing because of the consequences. Yeah. That's the law, right? Yeah. But if I had love, not only would I not say the bad thing, but I would say the good thing or encourage the good, uh, good I, I say this because I've been going through this, you know, yeah. like with, with Tia and such, where yeah. I'm like, oh, I so want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna, but I don't want I'm the consequences of saying that because I know it's gonna snowball. But then I, I submit to the Lord and then all of a sudden my love seems to have a better flow and I start flowing in love better and then I start speaking and yeah. that actually propels things instead yeah. of just keeping me yeah. stationary. Your, your discipline is moving you forward in godliness. The more, the more discipline you have, the discipline starts with the discipline because that's what human beings really lack. You know, discipline leads to all these other things. Discipline will lead to love. It really will. God disciplines those He loves. Yeah, exactly. And if, if you are, uh, uh, if you're willing to accept that, and and you'll, because it, He disciplines because we don't discipline. He only has to discipline us when we don't discipline ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. That's all, they make a law about things because people haven't disciplined themselves not to do what they just had to make a law out of. If you weren't doing that, they wouldn't have to make a law against it. So, so yeah, that laws are for the lawless. You know, you, you, and and mm -hmm. we're separated from the law because simply because we're we're we've been separated from the law of sin and death. You know, and the law doesn't hold us. It doesn't mean that the the law isn't right. But those that that are in Christ Jesus should be following the law naturally without any a, a law. Physically there, because when we follow when we follow the, the, the law of love, when we follow uh, righteousness and godliness, means we're looking out for other people anyway. Mm. You know, loving God, loving others—it all boils down to that. Right. Before I get to, we're going to go a little bit now. 
Actually, if you guys got your Bibles, we're going to go, this would be a good thing just to go to the Bible. And, and, uh, and we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 3. Can I get anybody a water? Yeah, water. Yeah, water. 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 Yep, that that exit that that lifestyle comes through discipline. points to saying, well, nobody's perfect. No, a lot of times an example they'll use is Moses and his speech, when he says a speech thing. But they, that only, that ignores kind of a lot of things. We're going to go through some of them too, because Moses didn't only have a speech problem, he had more fears involved in this thing, because we're going to go through, he actually demonstrates five fears in this chapter, we're going to go through them here. Exodus 3. I'm going to start in 5, Exodus 3.5. This is, this is about when Moses sees a burning bush. Then he said, he being God, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen this oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I came down to deliver them all the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to the land flowing with milk and honey. To the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the, Hittite, uh, the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. <laughs> you, you remember you know, all these times when we say, but God? Moses is about to do the opposite. But Moses... <laughs> <laughs> said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he's, he's, doing, the, he's doing what a lot of us do in our, our, in our Christian life. Who am, I, who am I to tell people their business? Who am, I, who am I to tell them that they're headed for disaster, that they're headed for eternal damnation? Who am I? To be able to uh, sing and sing in a choir, who am I to uh, to be able to preach? Who am I to lead a Bible study? Who am I to hand out hand out flyers? Who am I to evangelize at, at at Walmart? Who am I to lay hands on to heal? Why would God work through me? Who am I that He would consider me? This is what Moses is doing right here. He's saying, "What me?" What are you talking about, God? <laughs> You're making a mistake. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> yeah, and he's going, excuse me, I just left there because they wanted to kill me for murdering somebody four years ago. <laughs> you know, he didn't just leave there. It was four years in the past, but because um, he's been where he's at for 40 years. But, 
but but this this is this is how how uh, God answers him. And he says, and he said, uh, so he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people of out of, out of Egypt, you shall serve God on the mountain. <laughs> this is funny because God actually gives him a picture of faith. He says, you'll know, you're, you'll know you're going to be successful when you don't die. Because you're going to come back. You're going to be out there serving me on the mountain, so you'll know you'll be successful. And Moses is probably going, wait a minute. So the only way that happens is if I don't die, so I have to have faith that I'm not going to die to go to Egypt, because you're going to be with me to go back and serve on the mountain. This is, this is kind of, this, this takes the leap from fear to faith. Right there. Because he has to have faith that he's going to go into Egypt. The people are going to come out. And he's going to go back to the mountain to serve them. This will be the sign to you. Wait a minute. I have to survive to get the sign? <laughs> so, so this is, this is, this is, this is the thing that a lot of people want to Well, God, give me a sign. No, you have to step out in faith before you get that sign. He saw Moses, no, you've got to have faith in me that I'm going to go with you and you're going to be back on the mountain before you get the sign. The sign is you'll be back and worship me on the mountain, but you've got to have faith to go in Egypt and pull the people out like I told you to do. <laughs> so people like to, give me a sign and I'll believe. No, you believe and I'll give you a sign. <laughs> this, is, this is why you don't get eternal life till you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You have to believe in the saving power of Jesus Christ. Then you get the sign. The power comes to you and you understand it and you know it and you believe it and you live it. So faith comes before the sign, not after the sign. It's a product thereof. Yeah. So does that, you said there's five fears that are exemplified? In this this thing, so wait for them. (laughs) I didn't get them stuck on that. I'll give you. I'll give you a summary of the five, the five questions and the, and the fears that, that he asked. Because Moses really asked five questions of God. Okay. Some of them are in the form of statements, but they're actually questions. So the first one is, "Who am I?" Yep. Okay. He's asking, "Who am I?" Right. And the next question comes. And the next question says, "And then Moses said to God, Indeed, let's say I do this as Moses is going. Let's say I do this and I go in there." <laughs> you know, let's say I go in there. Who am I? You know, let, let me. Uh, indeed, when I come to children of Israel and say to them, "The God of your fathers has sent me to you," and they say to me, "What is his name?" and what shall I say to them? Okay, God, you're going to come with me. Let's say I do this, <laughs> and I go to them. Mm, who do I say your name is? <laughs> are they going to believe me? So he's going. His next question is, God, who are you? I, you want me to have faith in you and worship you back in the mountain. So his next question is, who are you that they're going to believe me? So he's questioning God. He says, I don't know if I'm capable of doing this. How do I know you're capable of this? And they're going to they're going to believe that you're capable of this. Who do I tell them? So he's questioning God. So that so that next question is, who are you? And I, I find it interesting, and I, I don't know what quite to make of this. I'm studying this, Sam. But the, the, the question, God kind of reverses the question in his title. Because Moses says, who am I? Right. And God says, I am who I am. So I am who? Yeah. <laughs> who am I? I am you know, who? <laughs> I love that. You know, so I'm like, he's like, yeah. you're asking the wrong question. You know, but it's a, but 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 he says I am who I am because I've also wondered why does he use the term I am? But Jesus Ooh. used this back before thing. But he, he kind of like yeah, he's just kind of flipping his question on the head. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of foolish. I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a kind of a cute answer. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I don't know. You know, I am is the most powerful statement. It ended up being a powerful name of God in Jewish history because this is who he said he is. I am who I am. You know? Okay, so see what you just did there. Yep. I am who I am. Yep. Now, do you remember that that 
there was that sentence that you could just change that one word around yep. where it was uh, she loved only him yep. or uh, sh only she loved him or um, uh, whatever it was. Okay, so what if the affliction is different in that and you just say, I am who? Yep. I am. Yeah. 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 He's, I am yeah. who? Don't who, question Who me. am I? I am yeah. who? And who are you I questioning? Am. You know, and, uh, but he had a fear. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, no, but these, I mean, I know that sounds little, but it, just the changing the inflection of where the where that is, I am who I am. Yeah. To, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it is answering his question. Who am yeah. I? Yeah. Or I am who? Yeah. I am. And then you know I mean? tell him I am sent you. You know, you know, the fact that he is, he's being, is the only one. And, and if you think about it, it's really the only name that suits him. He says, I am. You know, I'm the, I'm the pre-existent one. I am who I am. You know, uh, and, and he was going to put that on their hearts at that, because later on he tells Aaron to go out and meet him. You know, God talks to Aaron. Uh, but, but, it, but it is cool. He turns the question on his head. It's almost backwards, a playoff of what, how he asked him, you know, you know, of, of who, who am I, and he changed it to I am who I am, and uh, and um, but this is what he says to him over that. Thus you shall say the children of, of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the God, the Lord of your God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. <coughs> And this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appearing to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done in you in Egypt. And, and I have said that I will bring you uh, out of the affliction of, of Egypt. And he keeps repeating this down here. Then, and I'm going to skip down to 18. And they will heed your voice, and you shall come you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt, and you shall say to him, and he tells him what he's going to do. He, he, he goes right past his objection, I am who I am, you know, and, and he gives them, tells them that, that I'm their God, and, and he's going to put that on our heart. But he does question, uh, question basically, okay, I don't know if I'm worthy, I don't know if you're worthy, you know, who's going to go there. This is part of his fear, is God enough? Is he enough when he goes there to, to go to the, the people? And uh, the, next the next question is, comes out of here. It says, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. So they say the Lord has not appeared to you. <laughs> say they don't take me serious. He's like, what if they don't take me seriously? This fear, how, many, how many people in their lives have this, this fear that they have themselves? Well, I could do that. I could go talk to somebody, but why, why would they take me seriously? My life's a mess. Why would they talk to me? How are they going to take me seriously? They, these people know me. You know, and Jesus had this problem when he, when he, when he went to, uh, back to Nazareth to, to heal people in his home area because they didn't, they didn't have faith in him because they, they knew him growing up. You know, they didn't take him seriously. Where other people did where when he went outwards to some other place, they took him seriously. So he had a fear that when he went there to tell them what he was going to do, that none of them would take him seriously. Like, you want us to leave here where we have food and go out in the wilderness and do what? You know, they won't take me seriously. So, But, but God did give them three signs. And I think there's, there's more to these three signs that I want to do a study on later. But it seems to be life and death almost. Um, he gives them, well, let me read through them. Where are we? We're at, we're at four, and we're going to start at four, three. Uh, at, well, four, two. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it and became a rod in his hand. So it went from something live to something inanimate again. Live, inanimate. And they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Furthermore, he said, if that's not enough, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, it was leprous, like snow. And he said, put your hand in your bosom again. 
And so he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out, and the bosom he holded was restored like his other flesh. You know, uh, leprosy was one of the, that's, that was one of the most horrible signs to Jews and that they were cursed and whatever. So he could take it out, show a curse, and bring it back and show life from curse to life. You know, so as, as one of the signs, and obviously all this is kind of miraculous. Um, and then uh, in the last one, he says, uh, then, it, then, it will be, then it will be, if they do not believe you, he said, if, you, if that doesn't work, I got a third one for you. No, he, uh, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign, and it shall be, if they do not believe even those two signs, or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on dry land, the water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. See, I find this interesting too. It takes something, uh, a river is considered living water. Mm -hmm. So we're taking living water out of the river and then we're gonna turn it to the, so the source of life in every, every living thing, any animal living thing anyway, is blood. You know, so the representation is living water to the representation of life. Uh, of blood being poured on uh, on the sand, so so he gives them three signs. He said, "Well, so he gives them the proof of uh, uh, of believing, and we get this too. Once once we've got past these things of it, it, these two things are key in your Christian walk. The first two things are beginning because you have to get past who am I that I would be saved? Who are you that you can? Who am I that you consider me?" And the fact that he just does because he loves us. And then you have to get past the point of um, who is God. He's the one that saves. He's the one that delivers us. He redeems us. Now, this is an action step. If I'm there, why will they believe me? Because the signs are there. What happened with us? Because through our faith, we got a sign that God has shown favor to us by healing Victoria last week. Our faith led to a sign. What did we do before we prayed for her? We built up her faith in how we had been healed. Mm. So the sign could happen. Testimony. By the strength of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Yes. Our belief in the blood of the Lamb that we were covered in the blood of the man, Lamb and our testimonies led to her deliverance. And it shall be that they do not believe you. Uh, we got to that one. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, here's his fourth question. I am not eloquent, neither nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow in speech and slow of tongue. This is, he's, his basic question is here is, Lord, am I really qualified for this? Why are you picking somebody who's so unqualified to go and speak for you. The, you're picking the wrong person. I'm not eloquent in speech. I can't do this for you. Why are you, you know, am I really qualified? Is, is this a question to God? You know, and, and how many of us are going to do that in our walk? They're gonna, you're gonna ask, am I really the right person for this job? I did this. The Lord called me by name, and I questioned this. I actually, it, it, it actually set me back over a year from getting started because I, 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 was, up and I was up giving uh, just a little blurb or informational thing like that after they announced that I was a pastor, and I stepped off from behind a podium and said, I don't feel qualified for this. That was sin on my part. Because God had called me by name to do what I was supposed to do. He put me behind that podium. I can't take myself out from the back of it. Yet I did. My sense, my false humility was sin. I knew in my soul and my heart that God had called me to do this. What God put in place, I can't take down. It doesn't matter if I'm to preach to two people or to a thousand people later on. 
I'm called to preach and give God's word and, and, and guide and direct people. But I said, I did what Moses did. I'm unqualified, Lord. But he said, I qualified you. How can you be unqualified? I'm the one who qualified you. <laughs> you know, so, so you have to put in your heart what the Lord has called you to do. He will equip you to do. He will give you the means and the method in order to do that. I have been so blessed coming here. It's, not, it's amazing. With, with your talent, my nephew's ability to, to help, my wife's going, okay, I'll follow you in this idiocy. <laughs> I'll be crazy. I mean, God's called you to do it. I'll believe you. You know, uh, Travis, who's, who's come here, is ridiculously talented in both uh, technology and in, in, in his music ability. And his family coming and following him, you know, as mom and dad to help him out and getting it started. This is a blessing beyond belief. You know, why, why bless me? Because the Lord has promised to equip me to do what I'm going to do. He knows my shortcomings and my failings. But he's given me people around me uh, that, are, that are willing to work in ideas if they're led and guided and directed, you know, and, and to, towards a goal. He's faithful to completion. Faithful. Faithful to the end. And, you know, and I have faith that we're, we're going to look back at this time here, right, when we're sitting here right now with no worship team and... The, you know, and, and, and the, the six people are here. We're going to look back sometime in the future and go, you remember that? And we're going to be looking at, at face after face after face after face out in there with a, with a full-fledged worship team, a full-fledged streaming online, full-fledged uh, uh, outreach, fully funded missionaries, because we will be a giving church. We will be giving to missionaries. We will, be, we will spread the word of God through, through the strength of the dollar and the strength of our mouths. The strength of our feet, uh, powered by the Holy Spirit, you know. So, so his his uh, his fourth question is, am I qualified? And uh, what do we got here? <laughs> and, and and God basically tells him this. He says, so the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth, or who who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, and the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. He's basically saying, he's, he's telling them, I'm going to give you everything you need. It matters little to what your shortcomings are. And he's saying, I'm God. I'm God. Believe that I'm God and you can do what you're supposed to do. I made your mouth. It's going to speak what I want it to. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, but this one, and then Moses is kind of exasperated here. I can see him finally throwing up his hands. He said, "Man, I've thrown every logical argument at this dude I can. This, this, this entity, my, my, this, uh, of God, and he's obviously not understanding. I am not the right person for this. So, so he finally says, but he said, "Oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whoever else you may send." He said, "Come on." Send anyone but me. Send anyone but me. <laughs> I'm not the person that you want. <laughs> and this this is the this is a part where, where where God God gets angry. What number are you on? I'm, I'm now on four um, four fourteen. Oh, I was ahead. Four, four, so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, "Is not Aaron the Levite your brother?" I know that you can speak well and look. I know that he can speak well and look. He is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth as with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you. And you shall be to him as God, and you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. He's saying, you're going to speak to him as me. I'm going to tell you what to do, and you're going to speak to Aaron as God, and, and Aaron's going to put, relay the word to the people. So he's, he's, uh, he's even um, telling his fear now. He says, he doesn't, even, he doesn't really address the fact that Moses says some, send somebody else. His, his tone, his action, his anger says, you're going, and this is what you're going to do. 
I'm through playing with you. I'm through with the question and answer session. You're going. Yeah. So. So, okay. One I got is uh, who am I? This yep. is Moses' question. Yep. I don't know if these are correct. Right. Who am I? Two, who are you? Three, what if they? Four, am I qualified? So five would be. Five would be why me? Oh, yeah, I like that. Why me, Lord? What have I ever done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so five would be why me. And uh, so he's, he's basically in all these statements and objections are, 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 are all questioning God. You know, and uh, God gave answers and responses and and just like this has a similarity to Jonah that in the end Moses was going to do what he had to do and this is how you walk he walks from fear to faith that he was disciplined he did what he's supposed to do and we know as this progresses Moses becomes the greatest prophet of all time in all of Israel Israel's history that writes the whole first five books of Bible and, and uh, the, the miracles that are done on the way and in the wilderness and, and through the hand that he has faith that he can do this finally to the point um, you know when he's the only one that at, at some point that believed you know and the rest of them didn't because he, he, he had faith where the rest of them had faith in what they could see in fact they had faith in the wrong thing they had faith in Moses because when Moses disappeared for a little bit they made a new God you know, they made a new God when Moses disappeared because their faith was in Moses and not in God. You know. Did they even know who God was, though? Yeah, they did. They could see him. They, they made, they made the, the Israelites made a conscious choice not to be with God. God offered to be with them. But he says, ah, he scares us. You talk to him, Moses, and then come back and tell us what he says. Because God wanted to be among them and walk with them. He wanted to be part of their group and commune with them and the people separated God from them and made Moses the intermediary until and that and that stayed that way up until Jesus Christ we now have a direct connection to God through Jesus Christ that's the significance of the veil being torn when Christ was died because it used to be only the holiest of the holy could go into the holiest of the holy and if they weren't holiest of the holy God killed them then and there, because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. So they, That's why they used to tie a rope to the priests when they went in, because nobody could go in there because they would die. They'd tie a rope to the thing in case God killed them. them you know, so that they could pull them out from behind the thing. <laughs> that was trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, now we can't even go back till next year to get them. <laughs> Man, it stinks in here. <laughs> so, so God did not give up on Moses. He yeah. Even when Moses said, no, no, no. Well, he, he knew his plan for Moses, and Moses was going to be his prophet and his work. Because remember, he's, he spent a lifetime training Moses because he, he did two things with Moses. And, and uh, they like to talk about his weakness, but remember who Moses was. Moses was trained as an Egyptian. He was trained as a warrior. He was trained to lead. He was trained to manage. You know, he was trained to, to, to be over people and lead. So he was well-trained when he, when he ran and, and hit. And then he spent the next 40 years doing what's key. He was a shepherd, leading sheep, wow, knowing where to go. So, yeah. so, so, he had, so he was trained for 40 years as a shepherd and, and learning how to take care of sheep and, and, and knowing, uh, knowing these things that they needed to be watered, that they, needed, uh, that they would answer to his voice. Because sheep will follow... Sheep know the, the, the voice of their shepherd. That's why all, all the shepherds can put all their sheep in one place because as soon as their shepherd calls them, they come. They will separate themselves from the whole thing of the, the sheep. You know, So our shepherd is Jesus Christ, and that's why we're to be separated from the world because when we hear his voice, he says, my sheep hear his voice. Right here, we've separated ourselves from the world by following Jesus' voice and saying, we're going to meet. You know, We're going to be together. We're going to follow his voice. 
know, so, uh, so when, when we find that we go through these, I think if you, if you go through these questions on your own and, 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 and contemplate them in your own life, I think you'll, you'll find that you've went through every single one of these questions mm -hmm. with God. You know, you'll find that you've went through the same process that Moses went through. And this is these, these questions that you get answered in your life that, that lead you to faith. That Moses went from fear going through all these questions and, and to the end, God says, just do it. And, and he made it, a, the same thing happened to me to why I'm actually here is because God made my real life, my actual, the, our, my life before I uh, decided to commit to this very uncomfortable. You know, I, I had all sorts of hecticness going on and all sorts of pressures and, 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 and things that said, you know what, you know, work was becoming uncomfortable, work was becoming something I've done my whole life all of a sudden became very, very difficult. You know, it, it became hard to follow what I was being directed to do. You know, and, and the Lord said, you know, you, know, you know what I've told you to do. But I wasn't recognizing it because I had a different plan. Mm -hmm. I had a different plan on how this was going to go down. <laughs> you know, I planned for I planned for our church in Pulaski to grow big enough. I'd be with Pastor Bob for the rest of my life because we're the same age, and he'd be the head pastor, and I'd go out and start churches and come back mm -hmm. to my home church. That was my vision. Mm -hmm. But then then uh, then I get a I, I get an anvil dropped <laughs> on my head. When Pastor Bob says we're leaving and Pastor Eric's coming in, you know, mm. and first I was all, you know, a, a little bit about that because I, you know, I, I wasn't really, really understanding that he was leaving, and you know, there. And I, but I, I told Pastor Bob earlier that I didn't really think I wanted to be a head pastor because I didn't want him to think I was after his job, you know, I didn't want him to think I was an Absalom mm. at the gate. You know, just looking for an opening to, to take over, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so I said I didn't know if I wanted to do that or not. You know, but I knew the church plant was always part of it. I'd said that for a couple years, that, that I was going to do a church plant and it was going to be in New London. But you I was waiting. Was New London? What was that? You know, then it was going to oh, be yeah, New yeah, for a couple years. You know, I always knew it was going to be in New London. Why? That's what God told me. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, when... That's that's why that's that's why when people when they put that little blurb on it's kind of like a battle cry to me that somebody said on the Facebook page will run you out just like we did the AG. You you can't run me out. You didn't invite me. <laughs> it's impossible to run me out. You didn't invite me. God called me here. Yeah. You're stuck with me until until God yeah, pulls me out. They by really one had or no another. idea who they were talking to. Yeah. <laughs> you either just. It does. It doesn't register very much with you. You're like you. You have that. That's one of those God-given abilities that yeah. you just have that that tunnel vision of things. Yeah. So well, and well, he's he's taught me that he's faithful. I, and, and it's kind. Of, it's kind. Of, and as human beings, we're so weak. We need this constant reinforcement. And God does that. You know. And uh, you know. I I think that if I had to walk 40 years in the desert, I don't know. You know. How, where would my faith be if I didn't? If I didn't. You know. But then they, they did have signs all the time. Their, their shoes never wore out. How do you walk around for 40 years in your clothing and shoes never wear out? You know, <laughs> you know it's all, you, yeah. you, how, how do you do that? You know, so that they had these signs, these things. They, they, water from a stone, you know, that whenever they needed water. Flocks of birds brought in when they complained about meat. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so. So, so these five questions that Moses brought to God, even though some of them are a form of statements, are really questions because he's questioning God. I, 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 would challenge, I would challenge all of you to, to take a close look at these when you're reading through there. Look how he's questioning and seeing if you're, you have any of that in your heart. Am I still questioning in any of these areas? You know? And overcome those. You know, and, and, and know and see how God answered them. And and everything to a everything to is is I'm going to be with you. I'm going to show you signs along the way. I'm going to give you things to show people that I'm real. I'm going to give you my word to give to them. <laughs> mm, that's a good point because you know I think, 
uh, God gave with uh, with Moses is questioning the whole who am I and uh, and then he says um, indeed you know and then the second question was was uh, well who am I who are you and what if they right yeah. and what does God give him he gives him his name yeah to go you, you yeah. will tell him yeah I am yeah. sent you so yeah. he gives him his name yeah. and so he goes in the power of his name he gave yeah. him the power in his name to yeah. to, to do that and that's awesome and I know it's not formed that way, but Moses is asking the question, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, but that's really what he's doing in a subtle way, not to anger God. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't want to, I don't ask him like, uh, well, who are you to send me? I'm talking like, to a bush that's not burning. Yeah. Like, Maybe well, I should try carefully. Who should I, who should I say is calling? Also, Moses even like grow up in the, that with his with God's people, he grew up with the yeah. You know, he didn't he didn't know what they would call him. You know, he he, no, he grew he, up with the Egyptians. He grew up with the Egyptians, and he didn't really understand pr- probably all their religion stuff yet. He just knew he was one of them, and why he killed the Egyptian because it was oppressing his people because he felt something something that it was his people and they were oppressing them. So he but he did it the wrong way. He tried to do it the way he knew how the Egyptian yeah. ways told how you, you you solved the problem by killing it. Yeah, I thought he would have been taught about a whole bunch of gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have been taught about so the whole. Like, that's, so that's probably like he was like, "Who are you?" Yeah, which which god should I tell him? Sending him, you know, tell him I am. I am that I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd have been taught, you know, Cyrus and uh, uh, and uh, all those. I, I used to know all their names because went through all the mythology, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Isis and uh, all those things, but. Um, that's one of their gods, goddess. So, um, so yeah. So, so on, on that, on that, that's that's pretty much pretty much where I wanted to go from fear to faith. If you walk through these questions, and you see that God answers them all, it's evidence to give you faith that He's going to be who He says He is. And you have to step out in faith to get signs. If you want signs, you have to step out in faith. That's why, that's why Jesus said this generation is always looking for a sign, but they won't get a sign except for the one of Jonah that I'll be lifted up in three days. You know, okay, so along that, you'll get the signs when you step out in the faith. But what is he stepping out in? The faith, what is it founded on? His faith here, is when he goes. In here, I, I see, I will, I am, yeah. I will. Yeah. So it's a promise. Yeah. So it's a promise. He's stepping out in faith yeah. on a promise, and yeah. then later on, the actual signs are coming. They come. Yeah. But it's it's the faith in what in the promise because yeah. he received all these promises. When you get a word from yeah. God, it's a promise. Yeah. It, it can sound like I will or I am, but that's just a promise. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like every word's a promise from God because it's all true, and cannot be uh, no shadow of turning in it. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, can I share something relevant? Sure. When you, when you said how God was, things were getting harder at your work. Yeah. Because you weren't where you're supposed to be, probably. And, and God was doing that to me, like in October and November and December. He was making it harder for me to get to the Spanish church. This is how yeah. I'm seeing it. Even down to foot surgery. I couldn't oh. even walk. I oh. couldn't get out of my house. Ouch. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and praise God for that. I couldn't even get there. Mm. And I didn't know why, and then all of a sudden I didn't really want to go, and it was just too hard to go. And and finally, in January, towards the end of January, I, I sent Pastor Jose a letter saying, I believe I'm, I'm my work is done here, and I believe God has a new thing for me. I had no clue, <laughs> no clue about this church. But yeah. when I sent him that letter, saying, I believe I'm done here. God's going to do a new thing. Six days later, took six days to find out the rest of the story, yeah. when Sarah said, oh, there's a new church coming to New London. But he was working on me to wean me out of the Spanish church because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. He was weaning me out. Yeah. Right? Wow. And that's yeah. him when I look yeah. back. It's like, But I took the step of faith. I think my step of faith was when I sent Pastor Jose the letter yeah. 
that's when things started to happen is when I yeah. said, wow. after three months, I said, okay, I'm sending him this letter saying, I believe I'm done and God's going to do a new thing. And that's when things happened. Yeah. And that came all from a word that you received in your spirit that you were like, I feel like it's like something's pulling at me and that yes. this is done. And even people were saying, oh no, that God would never take you out of your church and well, it takes them out of churches all the time. When he says something, it took me out of my church. Oh, see, that's not even biblical. Because yeah. you remember when, was that Paul? No, who was that? They had just started this mega church. And then oh, he goes oh. and then, remember he runs? Philip, uh, yes. Philip, Philip had just started a great revival. Oh, he's, my he's, he's on fire. He was saving people. And, and then, then all then, of a sudden, they're like, person, oh. uh, I got one guy. One guy. <laughs> the, the Ethiopian. Yeah. Only, only Christian nation in the Middle East to this day. Wow. From that one guy, because really? and there's and how many how many how many Christians are in Samaria? Like it right. looked like a huge thing <laughs> then, but over time it went wow, away. But wow, the Holy yeah, Spirit right. went for one guy, and it's still a Christian nation. Wow, yeah, this you is know? a huge lesson to us because you know? I always talk about this thing with uh, Peter, where uh, you know uh, when. Jesus is asking them, who am I, right? Or who do they say that I am? And then Peter comes out and says, you're the Messiah. And then a couple verses later, he's like, um, far be it from you, Lord, that we're going to let this happen to you. And then Jesus is like, get behind me. Satan. Satan, right? Peter, love Jesus, follower, all around steady guy, used by, used by the enemy to speak. You could have even good people around you. Like, I'm sure that those people did not mean you any harm. Oh, far be it from you, Patty, that the Lord's going to pull you out of this church. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not really hearing him. Really <laughs> he wouldn't do yeah. that. And, yeah. But yeah. I knew in my heart, and so I, I was having a hard time going. I just didn't go. He went all the time, and I just couldn't go. And I'm like, what are you doing, Lord? He, he put me in my recliner every Lord Sunday. Lord, dried and, it up and, for well, you. Here's the thing. Is you, you were then the sign for me because we we didn't have a single person on the first one because because we prayed and we said we know God this is going to bear fruit somehow and you were that and because a big part of what you did was that forty eight people showed up for the the second event for yeah. Arnie and stuff like that yeah. part of that was part of that was Arnie and some people came to see Arnie but a big part of it was you just telling your friends and. Uh, and, um, and make sure you tell him again because I'm going to do something in the future with that pathway to freedom your friend if he's still struggling should come to uh, it's uh, something else from the, the guy from, the, from Oshkosh <laughs> brought them to oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. okay yeah um, okay. so and, uh, uh, but yeah uh, but you were the sign for that and as I knew then what if I wouldn't have moved what if I wouldn't have moved how was that what if I went to move there? Look back. What if I wasn't like Moses? Obedient? You had no choice. Yeah, you had no choice. It was going to happen. I'm, a, I'm amazed. Well, I'm just amazed. so so God's purposes are always completed, right? So we know that uh, you don't have to listen, but you might end up 70, 80 miles away, smelling like fish vomit. Okay, you want to be like Jonah? You know, what I'm saying you're still going to go to the same place. But I sometimes is it not like you know when when Isaiah. Is it Isaiah? Who will I who will I send and who will go? Yeah, Isaiah. Okay, so he's in the courtroom of, of the Lord and, and, and the Lord is saying, "Who will I send and who will go?" So, out of everybody who's available and and qualified that I, I see, which one of these will even go? So, you know, I mean, I, I think there is circumstances where. If you don't take that opportunity, if you don't, if you don't step out in that faith, the Lord can elect and pick another. He can. Uh, sometimes He doesn't choose to do that because He knows the whole content of our heart, and so He'll prick and prod and you know do you those things that'll bring us to that. He knows who's going to respond and who's not going to. And the same thing happened with me being in the English church when the Spanish church came and shared the building. I really felt in my heart I was supposed to go into the Spanish church. And, and when I look back, they told me months later, oh yeah, we were praying God would bring Americans to help us. Mm -hmm. wow. So we need to allow God to use us. Yeah. That would be good. I mean, it's almost like a, 
I, I see a lot of a light, a lot of potential for a future just corresponding with the, the Latino church over there. I love it, man. Yeah, when we've gone over there. They're, they're a big part of the, the growth that's going to happen here. Absolutely. You know, so it's uh, well, that's Well, there's some American preaching today. John Rowe yeah. is going to preach there. He speaks English. Anybody's interested? Oh, uh, at, at two? two? Yeah. I think he's doing both. Uh, oh. Yeah. And then two? I think so. Somebody texted me yesterday and said, by the way, John's going to be there. He's from Wapaka. Okay. Are they cool. feeding over there today? They always have lunch. Oh, they always yep. have lunch. Yeah. And you know they have good um, worship. The well, concept you're talking about is in, in Esther, because uh, um, uh, he tells her, he said, that don't think that you're going to survive this because uh, uh, mm. when they wipe out the Jews, because you can, if you don't choose to act, God will choose to act through another. Mm. You, know, you know, so he's telling her that you're probably going to die from this, but God will save us through another hand. Right. You know, and that convinced her and said, He's basically saying, this is going to happen, and you can survive it by going to God, or you can not go to God, and you can die with the rest of us. Mm. You know, that would motivate you. Know, and so that, that's why, you know, that's, he goes, yeah, I see the logic in that. I said, okay, tell them to go pray and fast for me. If I die, I die. Yeah. You know, it helped her get over her fear of dying when he said, by not acting, you're, you're ensuring your death. By acting, you're giving yourself a chance of surviving. Oof, yeah. You know, so so it, it's hard to, sometimes when you're reading through that stuff, it's hard to get that, understand the things that some of these are there. For, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, so uh, it will act through a hand for another, and you're, and you'll be as bad off as you were before <laughs> if you didn't act. But, but yeah, well, let's, uh, let's, let's close in prayer for Father, thank you for the blessing of allowing us to meet, Lord, and um, allowing us to have this time together, Lord, the, the opportunity to lift up your name, Lord, and to, um, uh, and to see through your, through your work that, that even the people, the, the heroes of the Bible, have the same questions we have. They have the same fears that we have, Lord, and you've overcome them all. You're greater than all of our fears. That's why our faith will always overcome our fear. Because you are with us and nobody can be against us, Lord. And, and because your promises are true. You've proved that time and time and time again. Your word doesn't lie. You don't lie. The promises you make, you keep. Lord, when we're in your hand, we're completely in your hand. Yes. Lord. We, uh, we appraise your mighty name. Lord, give us the strength and the discipline to, uh, to follow the path that you take us on, Lord. I ask a blessing on this church, Lord, both financially and, and people-wise on growth. I know that you'll bring people that we don't even talk to. We'll reap where we don't sow, Lord. And, uh, and that, that you'll, uh, that you'll uh, put it on our hearts to do some reaping and sowing, Lord. And uh, I know it's going to be a, a combination of things that you'll speak to people. I know that, you're, that, you're, that your word lives here, Lord. That, uh, that whether we have a, a full band or we just have, have six people raising their voices to you, your name will be glorified and it will be raised and it will be lifted up, Lord, and, and, and we belong to you. We belong to you, Lord. We belong to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Yes.